let's sail for the sunset. All aboard! Afternoon all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that <laughs> handsome sailor wishing us a happy afternoon from the bell? Bye, bye, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Floating away. There he bye. goes. Couldn't oh. afford a ticket. Well, at least he's on the unsinkable Titanic. That's we'll right. see him soon. <laughs> ah, spoiler yeah. alert. We're doing Titanic. This what? Is- is that what we're talking about? Yeah. You oh, came nice. dressed as an admiral today. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a boat. <laughs> I don't know what else I'm a, could be. I'm a frozen corpse. You know, like, we're all playing a part. <laughs> all right, enough about your sex life. Anyway. Oh, what? wow. Marcus, 20 seconds ago, was like, I'm going to not shit on Frank this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the last one, I promise. It's the first one. I like it. So this is the podcast, Throw in the Power, the podcast where we talk about movies and we debate our ideas. And, of course, as you know, it's a Western gunfight on the count of three and I show you what I like about it or I hate about it. <laughs> You've been in a lot of gunfights, I can tell. I have. Holy heck. So we're talking about Titanic, the 1997 <laughs> film written and directed by James Cameron, old Jimmy oh, C. Oh, Jimmy, don't you call him that. Jimmy C he loves the open sea. Do you loves- know him? Does he call you at home? <laughs> and we rate these films out of 11. Why is that, Thomas? Uh, there's one 11 Oscars. Oh, wow, you've gone straight sucks. up. I thought you'd like cold, that. boring factual. I just thought you'd like that one. I'm and, sick of that mm. one because that seems to be. It's it only happens. two other movies that have won 11 Oscars. It's all about Eve, this, and uh, the Return of the Return King, of the King yeah. which won, I think, everything it was nominated for. Mm. Which I, I think is so. It wasn't that twelve. Really yes. so. Wasn't that twelve? Oh no! I'll be upset. If I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me think. Yeah. No, just, if that one less than this, I'm going to be pretty upset. I'm pretty sure uh, the three of them are the only ones uh, that have won eleven. But it's uh, what was the third? Sorry, I missed it. Return of the King. No, no, no. All about Eve, which oh, is like a fifties one with sure. uh, what's her name, uh, Marilyn's in it actually. But it's uh, You're oh right. my gosh, one of, is am I right? It won eleven. Yes. How about that? I've I can see the DVD cover in my mind. Anyway, we're talking about Titanic. We don't need to talk about all about Eve. I'm sure Marilyn's great in it. I'm trying but to remember who it is. In hands up, who liked this film? Titanic. I knew this is. Oh what? Oh yeah. For the listener, actually no, 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 no. I did see this. Happen. For the listener, Thomas and I have our hands directly up. We're holding hands in the sky. Chris and Marcus have no hands up. They hate it. The haters. A, a, uh, a question for you, gentlemen. <laughs> Go on. We're going to keep our hands up for the whole episode. <laughs> I'm, cr- I'm cramping. What, I'm cramping. Uh, what does this film and Jack's one-legged French prostitute have in common? <laughs> they both made money while sucking. <laughs> Three. Oh. Three. 3.9. You guys... You were I mean, worried about this, I meant Frank. It. You and I talked about this recently and you were like, who's going to hate Titanic? Do such people Wait. exist? And I was I like, honestly, oh, I, was like, I think I know a couple guys who might hate real? Titanic. I honestly thought we'd all come in and I thought we'd do a mummy and be like, oh, we like it. Oh, my God, no. You, you really, like, three and three point, what did yeah. you say? Three point nine. I'm being fucking generous. Okay, language. We don't need that. Why? We're here to have He's a good time. He's being fucking. Mm. <laughs> Generous. We don't use the G word in here, guys. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. All right, speaking of G uh, words, I'm going to give it a very good. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, what number starts with G? It's ginormous. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, give it a um, 8.6. Oh, right. It's the 
G-spot. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And uh, Thomas? This is a 10. Whoa. That's the same sound in terms of my mathematically. Again, this is cats all over again. I'm feeling <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> That's a big call. <laughs> this is one of the greatest films of all time. I think if you do a cats and Titanic Ah, oh, so you admit the cats are shit. There will be riots. <laughs> I might be at the front of them because I love chaos, but uh, like that's a, just trying to trip you up. I do love chaos. The original okay. film with a butthole cut was was this film. It was okay. So there's no buttholes in Titanic, but <laughs> there's none in Cats either. That's the point. No, but there was a hole, Shame. big hole. But, but what's the hole big. in the ocean or the hole in the boat? What are you going to say? Tart, Why do you hate this the film? Ocean. If you know this film, at least say it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? I'm doing my orchestral oh, voiceover. Why okay. was it toothless? What was going on there? <laughs> Your gun's gotten away. Oh, me. No, because that's... <laughs> oh, oh, me. No, the other fucking red yeah. guy who came in here and just like... <laughs> Took his you teeth out. for the last... That's what they said to uh, the French prostitute. <laughs> Why the, is it toothless? The one thing I on could fire. say, I gave this, what did I give it, 8.6. Yep. This would be a 9.5 mm. if the score was better. This is James Horner's worst, worst work. Just remind me, Horner's done a bit, hasn't he? He, yeah, he's done a bit. He's done a bit. I thought you had the tab open. Horner's oh. bit. <laughs> it's fine. Who no. wants to go first? Because this could, there could be a lot on this. I think I want you guys to considering go first. it goes for three and a half hours, three hours ten minutes. Yeah, three ten, three fifteen. Yeah. It's a big movie. I think it it's only took two hours for the fucking sink to ship, but Jesus Christ, they managed to. Oh, you definitely <laughs> said the yeah. sink to ship, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> We're not letting you out of that. I'll, um, I'll go first. I started watching this again. I watched this for the first time only five years ago. What? Really, very late onto it. So because you've lived all this time without a heart. Without yeah. any idea of what You've love never cried. I never felt interested, to be okay. honest. But I think because of the hype and, and the film that it is and the legacy that it has, I just kind of went, I don't know. I know enough about it. I don't need to see it. I remember every time I'd ask you, have you seen Titanic yet? And you'd finish smoking your cigarette and flick it on the ground with your leather jacket <laughs> and you'd flick your hair and go, I've got other things to do. Yeah. You'd speed off on your moped. And then, and then be broke. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere else. Your, moped, your moped's out of fuel. It's like, <laughs> you haven't been in Greece for years, Marcus. Give it up. I uh, watched it five years ago. kind of went, oh, okay, I've watched it. That was it. This time Hold I on. put it on. Yeah, what? okay, but no. why did you watch it five years ago? Compulsion. I felt at that point I was like, oh, I can't. It was a point where I was like, I'm going to start watching films that I should have watched and that was Titanic was on the list and I went, oh, I'm just going to do it. Okay. And I did it. Uh, and then I watched it again this time and went 20 minutes in and skipped two hours, literally held the fast forward button right up until the boat starts sinking and then I enjoyed the film. Well, no wonder you didn't like it. You didn't get any of yeah, the Yeah, I enjoyed the film for what? Ultimately, is what we're all waiting for—the payoff. You didn't get any Kathy Bates, Victor Garber scenes, all that good stuff in the middle. Jonathan Hyde. Jonathan Hyde. Before, don't Jonathan again, who don't goes? Care. Who is this Freud? Is he a passenger? <laughs> My God. Got uh, David Warner, who is of course Chancellor Gorkon in Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. <laughs> I actually looked this guy up today, and I was like, "Oh, there's something here." Because <laughs> I'm like, "What do I recognise him from?" And then I was like, "Well, not that. But it's someone. Yeah. Who, not who, Star Trek Five or Six. <laughs> Chris, Chris, for the listener, who is he in in Titanic? He's 
his character Personal name escapes me, man? but he's like the ex-cop who looks after. Oh, yes. Yes, he's Billy Zane's. Billy um, Zane's. Like, Personal yeah. carer, Hit Billy Zane's wig mercenary. Yeah. Yes. Wig mercenary, mercenary is good. How yeah. good's Billy Zane in this film? This Billy is a good cast. Can't just, fault him. just to clarify, mm-hmm. there's a big cast here. Billy All Zane, talented great cast. In this yeah. movie, it feels like Brendan Urie grew up, saw Billy Zane, and was like, "That, that's what I want," and that's just what he based his entire aesthetic on. It's very strange to me how much he reminds me of Brendan Urie in this. Do you not get that at all? No, and I feel offended. That's really strange. That you compare Brendan Urie from Panic. I think the he's game. just got such a pretty boy sort of chic. He can't help how he looks. For yeah, the listeners at home and me. Oh, oh that's Brendan Urie is the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> ow. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> do, do we need a synopsis and uh, or any context on this? Yeah, film? bring it. Seen it sure. There's an unsinkable boat setting sail. It's called Titanic. Dot, dot, dot. The titans of industry have contributed to its sail and its maiden voyage. It and should be fine. It should. And then a 17-year-old girl, arist- aristocrat girl, falls in love with her. And also, I want to just, cat that you like, we're saying, oh, the boat should be fine. But then this 17-year-old girl gets involved and she fucking sinks it. Like, Here comes Rose. 17? It's not her fault. It almost is, though, because Rose and Leo oh, are making out on the deck. fucking do this. I know, but they're making out on the deck. 17? She's yeah. meant to be 17. She's only yes. She look- looks like Leo's mum. That's right. Uh, Leo's meant to. I don't know if I agree no, this is a he's big a, issue. He's a young looking dude, but there are some Thomas. scenes where they. She's 20 in this. Like, she's not old, and I don't think she looks. The that much age gap between them looks like she's at least 10 years old. The oh, first scenes together with them, you are like, wow. Yeah, there is a okay. wealth of age difference yeah. here. God, that's yeah. I very uncomfortable. I do yeah. not see that in the slightest. And I, I can't genuinely... buy the relationship from that moment on. He's a boyish looking dude. And that's probably part of the scrappiness of his costume and the way he holds he's himself. He's immaculate. Scrappiness. Sorry? He's immaculate. Look, the way he's dressed and it's he's like... so... It, the whole How do you know he's a king? It's one he's big airbrush. <laughs> if you think he's not Leo, meant to be... Can we say, just just quickly, Leo is older yeah, of course than he is. Kate Winslet. I know. Okay. And also, Marcus, have you ever dated an older woman? No comment. <laughs> So to fruition, <laughs> I don't see your I don't see your point. So, by dated, do you mean married? I don't yeah. see your point. Anyway, my point is, of course, that doesn't matter how old they are; they're going to fall in love on a ship. But yeah, I have to admit, I like it. That's what you guys see, but I've never heard this before. Like I've never, because you guys must know that this is one of those canonical <laughs> couples that people look at and go, "They're perfect together what was on Frank's screen." Comment. Sorry. What about being on a ship? Well, they must fall in love because they're on a ship. You know? Yeah. No, if you're on a ship, you're going to get diarrhea. That's a guarantee. You didn't see that scene? Right? That's called on you're a ship. You didn't see the scene where they got into the car <laughs> gonna... and then they're like someone's trying to get out desperately? <laughs> yeah. That's a different take on that scene. Oh, that's a very uh, different I've take. Not seen that and afterwards she's cradling him and he's just like, I'll live. And she's like, that was horrible. <laughs> anyway. Well, I think they're I think they're fabulous together. They are fabulous. I together. think they have wonderful chemistry. They do. I'm I think not denying that. I find their entire romantic thread and arc throughout the movie incredibly um, captivating, and it makes me cry constantly. I think the writing's shit. Yeah. Yep. The script is not great. It's also, not, not even close to good. Tidbit: We have obviously a group oh, no. chat going. Uh, for the four of us and Chris messaged the other night and just wrote, because obviously we can't be, you know, we can't be <laughs> clear about what movie we're talking about, but he just wrote, 
who wrote this shit? Yep. And I was like, fuck, that's over. And I go, well, Chris is obviously watching Titanic. The the words, unless you are Quentin Tarantino, the words written and directed by now scare the shit out of me. Because this is... Don't you dare go on a rant about anyone else. Let's just cool your jets. This is the unfortunate reality now with James Cameron. I've got an idea for visuals. Yeah, but it needs a story, James. Oh, fucking... That'll do. I'll do fucking blue Pocahontas because I want to do 3D shit. Yeah, it's accurate. And it's like, yeah, I want to sink a ship for real. All right, do that, but you need a story. I... I see the point about some of his films later on, yes, but I feel like this film, the story works for me. Obviously the story of Titanic is hugely tragic and and stunning and larger than life and you can't believe it actually happened because it's this unsinkable ship. It's it's forged in history as such an important thing. The respect and love that James Cameron has for the Titanic is kind of weird, but that's the reason I think this film works. Water in general, I think. I think it started with Titanic, <laughs> yeah. but yes, he's he really a seafaring man. I he's a seafaring man. Picture him sitting on a beach, patting the water. Shh, you're an unruly mistress. <laughs> but he, but he is obsessed. Like he had had, div, had divin. He had dove to the Titanic. Dovin. Do, he had dove. Past tense, English tutor. <laughs> divin Dovin. Go <laughs> to the wreck of Titanic. Found it and just obviously been awestruck. And then has, you know, a few years later gone, I've got to make a film. And the story I think make is- Make a documentary. That's it. He has. He's made the three. Doc, the docos are really interesting. They're the docos great. are great. I would watch three and a half hours of Bill Paxton leading a team. No, because the I true star of this film. Thank you. No, wrong. To, <laughs> to uncover the mysteries of the Titanic that sunk and maybe give a little couple of flashbacks. No, Thank okay, you, Chris. Sh- Good to cut that out. Beautiful. Sound. So you're both wrong because obviously you need an emotional attachment to it. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Mm. Bill pa- that when is he's... the love story of this film. But he's many years in the future, which makes it hard to make the stakes that Bill Paxton cares about the Titanic sinking, you know? Like, I get I mean, I don't disagree. I think Bill Paxton is yeah, very well, good. Yeah, well, you've got yeah, a smelly but if face, you, Tom. But if you so. watch the film, if you... <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> I have a condition, okay? <laughs> if you Sorry, watch the Frank. film about... A seafaring guy is like, I'm going to dive to Titanic and and try and find this heart of the diamond, heart of the ocean diamond. <laughs> you would not. Ted Lasso. You would sink. You would not. You wouldn't give a shit about Bill Paxton trying to find this diamond. Yes, you would. No, you we wouldn't. grew up on films like Indiana Jones, The Mummy. We love treasure and we love mm. treasure hunters. Yes, but what's the important thing about the Titanic? It's a, it's the sinking of it. It's the it's yeah. The, you yeah. still get to do that. Show us because that. he's still looking for the diamond. Again, you still have the old lady in it. He falls in love with her granddaughter. He's looking for the diamond. Turns out the old lady's got it, and he gives it to her at the end. Everyone but gets to live happily ever after. What a film. Sure, that could oh. work. Titanic two. Let's do it again. Yeah. But. <laughs> You don't get the emotional crux of living, not well, uh, one of you living through the sinking of the Titanic and actually experiencing how horrific yeah, that lady. would be. But you, you're not going back in. Are you going back in time in your Bill Paxton film? Because I think that needs to happen. How many people survived? There were twenty two hundred on board, and I think fifteen hundred died. Yeah, so seven hundred lived. That's what I just okay. Said. So it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't good odds. It was no. a bad ratio. Yeah, you know, yeah, just under a third. Yes. Tragic, it is. But uh, the good half, 
as uh, Billy Zane says. In it. This this got a three. I have a child. <laughs> I have a child. <laughs> Billy Zane. Also, that's so evil. Billy Zane is, is awful. Great villain in this, and uh, your wife and I quoted this movie at each other at someone's wedding. I can't remember who, but Lumo and I were just like throwing Billy Zane lines at each other, and just the um, I hope you enjoy your time together. And then after he realizes what's happened, he's like, I put the diamond. In the coat. <laughs> and I put the coat on her! <laughs> He's so funny in this movie. So I watched this movie a couple of days ago with Lumo, my wife, and she's... My wife. My, my wife. wife. She's roaming around the house doing like, you know, making lunch or whatever it was and just she said every line out loud. She was just doing impersonations of every character. Note to the so audience, had, she's five months pregnant. Frank's got his feet up on the couch I'm just relaxing. and she's uh, doing all the housework. Well, someone's got to do it. Shout out to Lumo. She's, she's working hard. <laughs> she's doing a great job. <laughs> we love you, Lumo. Titanic. Yes. <laughs> she's a good actress as well. She does a, a spot on Billy Zane. Someone impression. in the house has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the last one. Oh, my no, God. No, that was the last one. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That, so you no, said, okay. you said this, movie, this movie won 11 Oscars. It did. James Cameron won three of those. I could almost tell you them if you want me to try. I would love you to try, but I want you to be fast. Okay. It was okay. Uh, picture, director, art direction, cinematography, costuming, uh, sound editing, sound mixing, editing, um, visual effects. And is there anything I've missed? Score. Score and, and original song. song. Yeah. Well, screenplay so, in there? Screenplay no. wasn't no. in there. It was yeah. nominated for Best yeah. Makeup, which to me was like a, eh, sure, whatever. <laughs> like we've nominated for everything it's else. It's a lot of blue makeup. It's a lot of, yeah, I mean, that's a good point that they actually do, I think, do a pretty good job of like presenting as the water gets colder and how Kate Winslet and Leo are dealing with it. It was also nominated for Best Actress for Kate Winslet. Well-deserved, I think. I think she's fantastic in this. And, and for Gloria Swanson. Stewart. Stewart. Fuck, Gloria for Swanson. For Old Rose. Uh, for Old Rose, who's the, I think, oldest actor ever nominated. Oldest, no, oldest. Yeah, at that point, yes. And at then Christopher Plummer. Oh, and got, he won, didn't yeah. he? Yes. Yeah, so and she's the old. oldest woman to be, woman to be ever yes, nominated for. Right. Um, but it didn't get a nomination for Leo, which I think is a shame because I think he's very good in this. And I would have, and this is going to just not land with you guys. Is it going to rock the boat? I would have nominated this for screenplay. Deathly silence. That's it. <laughs> um, you can hear it, right? It's deafening. I, the it, reason he wouldn't have been nominated... Yep. And it also shouldn't get it for screenplay is because in the second half of the film, his entire script would have been uh, run, Rose, uh, jump, Rose, uh, swim, Rose, uh, get in the water, Rose, uh, get out of the water, Rose, uh, up, Rose, uh, down, Rose. It's like also, you, there is Jack, no script. Jack, Jack. Oh, the, terrible. This is a good a film lot. for the old like name before a line. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in here, Rose. Jack, where are you? I'm here, Rose. Jack, you're there. It is there are yes, a lot I of yes, Jack. Rose. Come here and grab the handcuffs, Rose. I'm coming, Jack. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you, it's, you're the only two in the room. There's I, no confusion. I think it's a. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of water and splashing and. Oh, yeah, could be confused. Yeah. I think the problem is, and it's gonna kind of be me like contradicting a comment I've made previously. If Good. you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> While I still wouldn't have given this nomination to Top Gun Maverick, I remember us all kind of shitting on that nomination. And the reason was like that there was a guy in it called Bradley Bradshaw. <laughs> like, it was like a lot of dumb shit in that movie. But I do agree on some level, and I probably should have mentioned that then, that like screenplay is not just dialogue, it's story and it's the structure. And Top Gun Maverick has a pretty good structure. Like I think it works on the three-act level and it's, it's fun to watch. I think this is one of the most impeccably structured movies ever. Ever. 
I, like hands down. I think it's an incredible, incredible story, incredibly well like woven narrative thread that takes you all the way through the film and just com- like nails everything it wants to do on the emotional level and the character based level, and then throws you into the spectacle of it and makes you care about that spectacle because if you're invested in it, which you guys. Less so. <laughs> you, are, you care so much about what's going on in that. Even one of my favourite things about it is that he has the bearded guy at the start explain how the Titanic sank. And he's like, so then this happened and this happened, this happened. And it's kind of been subsumed by us and, and absorbed through like culture for years now. But watching this movie the first time in 97, just that subconscious thing of James Cameron being like, I'm going to show you this later. So you, that'll help. And then when you start because to see the ship go through that, you're like... I've seen this. I and know also what's if you happen. hadn't seen the, the the diagram of how it happened, you'd be like, that is ridiculous. I can't believe the the, the stern of the ship and then, and go, then it, it goes vertical. There's a bunch of things going on there. You were like, well, he made that up. And because they show you that diagram, you go, fuck me. And you're waiting for and you know what's going to happen next. And you're waiting for every step of that ship sinking. Yeah. Which is one of the grandest sequences in all of cinema. So he's a con artist. What do you mean? James Cameron? Yeah, he he's made us all, believe. All Movie makers are con artists. We're looking <laughs> yeah. at flashing lights and noise on a screen but also, but and also, telling us it's real. Sorry. But also, Sorry. squawky, let's stop there. Yago it's, over there. He's not, he's not conning you because in the three documentary he's, he's made since, hmm. he's proven that that's what's happened. Like every, that's what scientists believe exactly is the flow of the ship within reason. But like- he hypothesized it in the movie and then he's gone on to prove his own work. Would there not have been eyewitness accounts? There were, yeah. but a lot of them were busy trying not to drown. But and like any of the people that were on the lifeboats, there were conflicting things where some people were like, it was gone straight away. And there were others who were like, no, it wasn't. It well, like, did this. The main thing is that, they, that it bobbed vertically for a while is the most important note that yeah. you get. That's how so the Bible was written, I think. The well, they didn't have, they didn't have written word and... back then, Marcus. Hmm. They just had their mouths and their hearts, much like two people I, I know called it. Jack and Rose. <laughs> Little story. Missed opportunity to uh, call the Atlantic Ocean at that point Dawson's Ocean as well after Jack Dawson. <laughs> oh, I see. Beautifully drowned there. No. I should have really. He just comes up to her window, her poor window <laughs> yeah. on the ship and knocks. Hey, let's get out of here. <laughs> you and me. Is this a Dawson's Creek reference? I, I assume so. I'll grow up. Yes. What do you mean grow, oh, grow up? <laughs> Speak, speaking of someone that looks far too old to be playing a role, uh, Dawson, a fucking 35-year-old man. I'm glad we're talking about James Van Der Beek again. He's one of my favourites. <laughs> He's very Beek good. A very, very funny good. man. He would have been an okay Jack. Um, um, so let's talk about, should we talk about Jack? Because obviously there are a lot of actors who were going to play Jack Dawson. Yes. I'm Leo interested was, in this because this could have been a better film. Well, Matthew McConaughey was first choice. Studio were like, it has to be Matthew Absolutely not. That would have been awful. Are they the same age, him and Leo, roughly? I think Matthew's, Matthew's a little like, older. Okay. Yeah, and a little more. Yeah, well, that would have worked with Kate. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird, I've never heard this. <laughs> like, no, I'm befuddled. We both, I, and, you and guys and both have it. We're in is, is a compounded yeah. thing. For the listeners at home, it's wonderful because Marcus and I are on one side of the desk. Yes, we are and on the other. Tom and Frank are on the <laughs> other. It's <laughs> like literal Like divide. I said, it's an old cowboy gunfight. <laughs> it's kind of like there's an uh, upper class and a lower class in steerage sort but of situation. But I have situation. a child. <laughs> I have a child. <laughs> but Frank keeps brandishing a child at us, so we have to say he's right. Uh, who else? McConaughey and... River Phoenix before he died. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been interesting. 
I think cool. there would have been yep. something there. Um, and Matthew, not Matthew, um, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. Yes, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> but then he was like, no, uh, shaggy or bust. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no one next to me on the boat going, run away, run away, I don't want to do it. Run away, run away, It's racing, Raggy. <laughs> Everybody's drowning but me. <laughs> Jinkies. Would have... Past that iceberg if it wasn't for those metal kids. <laughs> they pull the mask off the iceberg. <laughs> it was capitalism. Sorry, Frank. He's, this is upsetting him a bit, I think. That was a lot. I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> I'm just, because I'm, I know I'm going to have to cut all of that because it's so off topic. I liked it. Great. Chris O'Donnell was, was. Yeah, let's get back to that. Who else? That's all. I don't. All I know is Matthew McConaughey. I remember Matthew I didn't McConaughey, memorize River Phoenix, fact. Chris O'Donnell, and um, Jared Leto, who okay. refused to read for it. But so did Leo, weirdly. Because Leo, James Cameron talks about how Leo at the time was basically offer only. He was very much at that. He'd just come off Romeo and Juliet. You know, he'd, you know, he was a nominated actor already for Gilbert Grape and he'd done a few different things. And he comes in and Jim's like, so yeah, can you read the scene? And Leo's like, oh, I, I don't read. And James is like, well, fuck you, you don't read. Like, thanks for coming. And he had to persuade him to actually read and, and do these scenes. And him and... Kate Winslet did a lot of scenes together and he just kind of saw their chemistry to which Kate Winslet was like, I don't know if you're going to pick me, but you should pick him. Like they were all sort of just in awe of how Leo was doing this. However, at that point, Leo had done the very young actorly thing of being like, so what's this guy's deal? Like does he have, obviously with Gilbert Grape, he's got a learning disability. Obviously with uh, not a movie I've seen, but you guys know, um, is it Marvin's Room? The one where he's, Marvin's the, yeah. and no. he's there's some sort of like trauma going on there as well, right? Like something he to do had with done that. a lot of sort of heavy films. Yes, he's, he's always he's done a lot of movies, or his his approach to things is like, well, there's got to be something about this guy, right? So he kept coming to James Cameron, being like, I should have a limp, or I should have like a tick or a, or a lisp or something. And James Cameron's like, play a normal dude and make it compelling. That's your challenge. And Leo's like, oh shit, okay, I get that. And I think he does a great job of it. You know, I think he really embraces that just sort of idle, very, very fucking like, you know, he, he's such a poster boy in this movie. It's a heartthrob. Oh, my God, he's yeah, a heartthrob in this film. And, you know, it kind of was in Romeo and Juliet as well, but the whole thing there is like he's so desperate and sort of Cannot needy. survive a film. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whereas with <laughs> yeah. this it was just kind of like he's just a charming sort of ruffian and he, he makes that, I think, work really well and – him and Kate have incredible chemistry. The first scene they filmed together was uh, him drawing her naked, which hmm. James was like, it wasn't intentional, but there's a kind of weird charged energy to them there. They weren't quite comfortable with each other yet, so that was quite something to have them, her disrobe and him sort of draw her. But apparently her. when they met, Kate Winslet knew that that's the first scene, so she just flashed him. Oh, really? She was like, well, you're going to see him anyway. I love her for that. She's, so she is she's so great. She's very... Fun. She's a she's an incredible presence in this movie. She really uh, is a whirlwind in this for me, and I think they have just so much fun together. Um, I don't know if you guys know. Everyone knows this, but if you don't know, who did the drawing of her was Jim James, James Cameron, which mm. is so funny to me that they're like <laughs> Jim. So James, Jim, as we call him, they're like Ah, uh, James. Uh, we need to have a really beautiful drawing of her done. You know, a new drawing, and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, I got it. And they're like, No, no, no. <laughs> like, but we need a good one. He's like. I've got it. And he did it. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why can you do that so it's well? It's pretty crazy that he can do it. It reminds me of 
if you guys have ever seen Cloud Atlas, this is slightly off topic. Tom Hanks? I, yeah. yeah uh, yes, Tom Hanks and Halle Berry and uh, uh, Hugo Weaving and Hugh mm. Grant and all that. Mm. And there's a whole plot point in that movie based on the novel that it's got to be some of the most beautiful music ever written. And they went to the studio and the studio's like, so what are you guys going to do? And one of the directors, Tom Twicker, who was directing it with the Wachowskis, he's like, oh, I've got it. And they're like, <laughs> what do you mean? And he's like, no, I'll make, I'll, I'll make something. It's fine. Don't worry. What? And they're like, what the fuck? And he came back with this piece and they're like, God damn, that's beautiful. He's like, I said I got it. <laughs> it's so weird when directors just do that. They're like, yeah. oh, I have this other thing I can do. So don't yeah. worry. And James Cameron's just a great it's like if I was artist. a director and someone's like, oh, we need someone to eat a hot dog really quickly. And I'd be like, step aside. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking your pants off? <laughs> I love that that's the skill you give yourself. That's it. Can yes. eat food In quick. your wildest <laughs> fantasy. You're directing a Hollywood film and you go, yeah, but watch me eat a hot dog. Watch me eat this food real quick. We need half-eaten food all over the stage. Who can do it? We're on a time frame. <laughs> Wow. So this film cost $200 million, which was the most expensive film. It looks like it did. Yeah, it does look great. That is a compliment. It looks, it's epic. It's it's one of the most epic films, except for maybe the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like you can tell so much of it is done practically. They've built so many, so many massive sets. It's, It's inspiring to see. And I think it's one of the beautiful Parts of it is like the aspect of filmmaking and the practical filmmaking that they've done is almost an homage to old Hollywood. Like it's not set in this because James Cameron, as we know, is a a leader in special effects and digital effects and all that stuff. But so much of this is practical. Mm. He and went it to really the shows people that made Waterworld. Um, he got them on. <laughs> 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 I always believe he's, he's watching Waterworld and he's like. This is so <laughs> <laughs> the pieces are there. It's a puzzle of missing puzzle pieces. I want All this. right, uh, Kevin, we're going to have you audition for Jack now. And go. Rose, I'm going to have to drown you right um, now. <laughs> Kevin was the iceberg. Kevin was the iceberg. He was just so Suck mad at that boat. He's asking for women and children <laughs> to throw them overboard. He's <laughs> like, right in there, that's Give where they me go. More. <laughs> Jesus. He uh, does love to drown people. That's great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's good times. Uh, no, the visual effects of like people fo- as the boat's like ripping in half and it goes vertical and there's like people losing their grip and falling and hitting things on the way down oh, yeah. and dropping. It's all... Incredible. How it weird is. is it that when the boat's ripping, they've used what is typically gunshot sound effects? Yeah. And you're like, 100%. it works, but it's gunshots. Mm. It's as it's it ripping. Sounds, it's, a really, it's a very obvious gunshot. It is, but it's kind but of it's like, like, I don't know, what would that sound like? Well, the tension know? of that steel snapping or whatever it is, it's, yeah. what it's, else would it sound like? It's such an interesting choice, but I, I really went with it. And I, I love I it every when, time. I don't know if you know this, but when the stunt performers are rolling down the mm. deck, they're all on skateboards or like skateboard wheels. And they just have to put a skateboard really? and go, ah. I noticed when a few of them went, wee. <laughs> yeah. well, when that one guy did the kickflip, I was like, oh, that's oh, a problem. Come on. Tony Hawk on set. <laughs> the, the effects where the, the um, portholes, what, what are the windows called? Is that right? Portholes. Port yeah, portholes are busting open and all the water's just pouring in and extras are just flipping around, hitting the walls. Mm. Should we, it quick shout out to the extras. Good. The extras are very good in this. Yeah, very good. There's not one moment where you go, because I know, Marcus, you love an extra. Mm. You don't look at them and go, that guy's got no idea what he's doing. They are all committed and giving the performance of a lifetime. Mm. It's, it's really impressive Seems to have that many where people. the portholes bust in and suck people back in. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. 
absolutely terrified because yeah, you think, at least I'm outside the ship. <laughs> but this is where Jim Cameron's strengths are showing because it's he's a visionary director, as we someone said that before. Um, but all the grand, big scale, it is grandeur. This whole film is grandeur. Yeah. Spectacle. It's spectacle. Spectacle. Sweeping favorite epic. word. Yeah. There's, there's nothing beyond that. This is just a an overrated cl- crowd pleaser to me. That's how it feels. The story, just, the story just lets it down. It does. Yeah. And I was so happy to skip forward to where, yeah, you're still getting Billy Zane grabbing a kid to try and get off the boat and you've got, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, thank you. The unsinkable Molly Who, Brown. Like Kathy Bates is my MVP. I'm just going to say that. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. Should we? If you want. M- 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 I love her in this. I thought she was great. She's very good. My MVP is James Cameron. Mm, zing. Oh, zing. <laughs> really? Actually? No. Oh. It's um, Victor Gaba. Okay. Cool. Who plays the designer of the, designer of the Mr. ship? Engineer? Mr. Uh, Clarence. Mr. No, I'm getting it quite a little bit wrong, but yes, I know who you mean. <laughs> Mr. Clarence. Mr. Clarence. Yes. He's the guy who, he's the architect. He designed the ship. Thomas Andrews. Andrews. Mr. Andrews. Mr. I don't Andrews. know where the fuck Clarence came from. What's the captain's name, the actor? Uh, Bernard Hill. Can and he's King, from King Theoden. Yeah. Where was Rohan? No. When the Titanic <laughs> sunk. Where was Rohan? Uh <laughs> Wasn't you it? Where, no where was Gondor? Here. Oh no! And Rohan will answer. <laughs> Fucked it. Yeah, that was bad. Right. That was bad. Yeah, it was bad but good. Cuts to Bernard Hill in this movie. He's like, like the beacons. <laughs> like we told you, man, it's not gonna work. <laughs> uh, I came in strong on a quote and it could, was, just didn't. The quite, delivery was good, uh, the, but the line was very wrong. No, and it hurt. But that's he's, fine. He's wonderful in this. I don't know what else he's done. That was it. I just knew him as Thaden. King Thaden, he's also in uh, Wolf Hall, a TV does show he, from a few years ago. Does he need to have done more because that's pretty great. That's pretty, pretty, pretty great. iconic roles. He's yeah. in two of the like Titanic and then the Lord of the Rings series. So, you know, what else does he need? Speaking of what has he done, James Cameron had only done like Terminator 1 and 2. And he's, he's, Did he do one? Yes. He's a yeah, weirdly, that's his, for a guy that we think of one. as and, you know, he is an iconic filmmaker, but mm. he's done, he did Piranha 2 was his first movie, which was a Roger Corman <laughs> joint that he got given and was just like, fucking guess I've got to do this. He does Terminator 1, he does Aliens, Terminator 2. Oh, aliens. Uh, so then good. he does True Lies, The Abyss, Titanic, Avatar, Avatar 2. He's made nine movies in like 40 years. Is that right? It doesn't sound right, does it? But what have I missed? He's directed, well, he's got 26 director credits. Let's right, but some of those are documentaries. Yeah. But yes, you're right. There's like Ghosts of the, the Deep or whatever that and, he did. And video games. Sure. Just weird yes. stuff. Yeah. He directed uh, there are uh, so Super many Mario Odyssey, yeah. Frank's favourite. Oh, <laughs> there are so many documentaries actually. That's so he's true. made a lot of documentaries. He works a lot with um, National Geographic. But yeah, he's, he's like their resident director and submarinist. And he's a taskmaster. Like he's got a reputation as a guy who pushes people very hard and was mm. a very much that way on this set. There's a story about him on Aliens because Alien was written, uh, directed rather by Ridley Scott and then didn't want to do the sequel or wanted more money, can't remember. James Cameron comes on. It's a largely British film crew despite the fact that it's a lot of American actors. Mm. So it's like Jim the actors and then the British film crew who did not like that James Cameron was coming on. James Cameron did not get along well with the assistant director. He didn't get along well with the cinematographer. He fired a lot of people. And there's a story about aliens finishing and you, you know, hear about what directors and people in charge of these productions say at the end of shoots to try and like 
close things with a bit of solidarity and, you know, seal things off in a, in a graceful way. <laughs> and he got up and was like, you know, this has been a long, hard shoot. It's been difficult and it's been a real big process. But the thing that's gotten me through it is that I never have to fucking see any of you ever again. <laughs> like, and you're all going to be here. I'm going to fucking go. And he left. <laughs> and all the people were going to what a piece of shit. But that's just, that's just what he would do. He just hated unprofessionalism and laziness, which yeah. to him was just anyone who was not doing the job the second he needed it. And Kate mm. Winslet was terrified of him on this set. A lot of people were scared of him making this movie. Yeah, But it was the highest budget film of all time. and it Which was- is crazy because he's only done, what, four films at that point and then like Terminator 1 and 2, Aliens, they're, they're successful but they're not like let's just give him the reins and just do whatever you want and especially and all that money. The Abyss is the movie just before this, which mm. I'm willing to bet I don't know if any of you guys have seen The Abyss. No. It's the James Cameron movie everyone goes like, ah. It's like Ed Harris and it's about them investigating like the deep water. And so it was a little bit of a, a sort of audition for something like Titanic. It did okay, but it wasn't a huge movie. It's not one that's remembered that well. No. And so it's a very strange moment for him to get this, but it was a big deal. And obviously there's the whole symbolic metaphor, the idea of like the Titanic, the ship that can't sink, and yet it does. And then James Cameron takes it on and he's like, this is the movie that will be big. And they're like, I don't know if you know what happened to the Titanic, dude, but like it feels like you're setting yourself up for a failure here. And like a little tidbit, he had a razor blade in the editing studio because obviously he wrote, directed, and he also edited. Like he's he's and he's producing this film. He is all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, but he had a <laughs> he had a razor blade in the editing studio that was like only use. Oh, I forget what the cat the caption is, but it's like if this movie fails, use this. And it's like holy shit, the pressure on him was just extreme because if it fails, he he has nothing left. He is done entirely because they've given him. Every penny in the bank account. And if it fails, you're dead. Carte, carte blanche, as Marcus would say. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> French for Kate Blanchett. <laughs> good, good. But it goes on to make $2.26 billion. It's still it's like the just third, fourth highest grossing film of all time. Insane amount of he's, money. He's made three of the four. Avatar, Avatar Way of Water and this are three of the four which highest is crazy, grossing which is crazy. of all time. Because Avatar is bad. And just I proves disagree. that people are dumb. I disagree. They just fine. go for spectacle. And story is irrelevant. I disagree. I do. But <laughs> I do. I do. I do. There's a beautiful. There's a beautiful story here. There isn't. There. There, there, there's, there there's is. Story. There should be. Mm. It's about Bill Paxton. <laughs> It's not about Bill Paxton. <laughs> Why do you love Bill Paxton so What's much? not to like about Bill Paxton? No, Bill, it's just yeah, so Bill charming. Pa- he's fine. He's fine. He's you can't explain it. You can't predict it. It's a story about wind, but it's a great film. Twister. Oh, he's, yeah. Right. I was like, this, this is, great. is not a story <laughs> about wind. <laughs> it's about water. Bill Paxton is an elemental kind of guy. He'll I, do a film about Earth very soon. I think that... Uh, Avatar has its story problems, but I do see that movie as one that the spectacle trumps it quite a bit and the latest Avatar, which I still believe I'm the only one in this room who's seen. Yeah, that's by the way. correct. So yeah. that's a very, very good cinematic movie. I think this is better than those two. I think Titanic is better than Avatar and the second Avatar. Okay. I find this to be just astounding emotionally. It's oh. totally fine if you guys don't get it I, or like not get it. You go a bit over your heads, but they <laughs> love each other. <laughs> 
it's a movie that I find the emotional ballast for both of them is there, Jack and Rose, because of the characters, because of the performances, because of the the dignity and charisma that they bring to the role and the way that Cameron shoots it with a surprising amount of, I think, emotional intelligence. I think he finds so many different ways of framing their relationship in a way that is broad without feeling patchwork. Like it doesn't feel shallow to me the way that he treats them, even though it's not it, – It's you wouldn't call this poetic, I don't think, the way that they approach this. And it doesn't feel like clever in the sense of so much more like modern filmmaking that we have where romance is treated as sort of quippy back and forth, which I like, don't get me wrong, but like characters who are really snappy and really smart and they're kind of like subverting expectations. This is fucking Romeo and Juliet. It's, it's classic romance. It's, it's like classic. they connect and there's there's no hiding or shying away from the fact that this is going to be love and romance and heavy on it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but on my first date, I taught a woman how to spit. (laughs) On my first date, I I stopped her from committing suicide. (sighs) Don't, Thomas. Oh. (laughs) No comment. Yeah, my comment was going (laughs) to fucking dirty that up. Oh, but but, but then it pays off later because she spits in In Billy Zane's face. Oh, wow. An arc. I love it. And, and also at the end they go, this is where we first met, where she nearly jumped off the boat. You know, it's like it's all coming full circle. The fact that he, which is obviously a little cheap, but I do like it. It makes me smile every time that they do that. This is where we first met. And the first time he's trying to bring her back across the rail and this time he's like, you got to get over that fucking rail right now. Like we've got to get over it. I think that the way that the movie turns into, you could give this movie five or six different genres. You could call it a romance. You could call it a drama. It's like a bit of a comedy. It's like a social and class critique, a little bit of satire in there. It's epic. It's all these different things. It's a disaster movie. Randomly, it's a horror movie for about 10, 15 minutes in there when Rose is looking for the axe. That is horrifying. Yeah, she's running not- down going, here's Rosie. No, seriously, <laughs> when she's going through that hallway, are you not like, oh, this is The Shining. This it was- is terrifying. The tension is And the lights go out and she just leans against the hallway and is like, what the fuck am I going to do? And everyone she finds won't help her. And when she finally gets the axe and goes to go back, you've seen where the water was and then it's just so far up. It's like, why? Do you know what I found interesting around that portion of the film Mm. was that they showed a very, it's implied, but they basically showed a kid drowning. You know when she finds the kid, the oh, dad yeah. then takes the That's kid like, and goes you mean, the wrong way? You mean when Father of the Year shows up? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm sure shit. if you translated, he's saying like, no, <laughs> I know where we got to go. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. He's like, wrong way. And then he yeah gets uh, hit yeah. with the water. She goes wrong way and he says in his own language, I know. <laughs> and then the door. We belong out. to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the start of Aquaman. Jesus. It's true. It's it's very dark in those sections. But I like yeah. how, to me, I know that this movie can be exhausting. And I think when it exhausts me, it does so in a very satisfying way. But the fact that it keeps sending them back into the boat, like, and I don't get sick of it, but there's a point at which when she goes to get on the lifeboat, she jumps off. I burst out crying. I think it's beautiful. When he grabs her when they're on the stairs. That was she, so stupid. It's not great. It's like the, life, the lifeboat starts lowering. And then you see a shot back of Jack's face again and then the lifeboat's gone up another three levels and then starts lowering again. It's it's not perfect. It's an endless loop. There's some cheating in this movie. There's definitely a lot of scenes where you see a shot and then it cuts to a different angle and you're like, continuity's not great. It cuts between her looking at both guys 
and them looking at her, I reckon nothing short of eight times. Makes me cry. God. It's again, again, if you're buying into that moment, you're waiting for something to happen because you know that they can't be they can't be separated. They need to be Do together. Do you know what I would buy? I would buy Billy looking across at Leo, grabbing him by the back of the shirt and launching him off the boat. Just throwing him off. Just as Because at this like- point, the law doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters. But he... A guy I just know. a guy just shot himself because he, he, also sh- shot, he shot a crewman. Yeah, he and shot then two other the people. The family of that crewman sued. Not sued. I don't believe they sued, but they were upset, yeah. and James Cameron had to apologize because he didn't. Oh, in the real life family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. I didn't know this. I like, even though maybe that's in bad taste. If it was a real man, and that's what happened. Well, that's they should have just given him a fake name. I think it's instead in, of indicative of a lot of the mini arcs that are going on in the background of story that I think James Cameron pays a lot of attention to. Murdoch having that arc that you see him throughout the whole movie and he's kind of a guy of principle but he lets himself get swayed a little bit with Zane, uh, with Cal, Billy Zane's character. I like Tommy uh, and Fabrizio even though I always think they have a bigger role than they do but they're only kind of in it. But even so, watching really what happens to them is pretty effective. It, they they do a good job with, with five minutes of screen time yes. to make you care about them. And the trifecta of the three guys who kind of like Bernard Hill... Um, Victor Garber and Jonathan Hyde, like the captain, the architect, and like the director, whatever he is, like the manager of White Line Star Cruise. Yeah. And like seeing how these three guys kind of made this happen and how only two of them have to pay for it, which of course are the more working class ones, the guy who actually put the fucking effort uh, in to build when, the when boat. When Jonathan Hyde gets on the lifeboat and uh, like and his face. looking at him and he's like, you fucking And coward. he just goes, lower the boats. And they have said historically that he didn't. There's no evidence that he ever actually said, make the boat go faster. And so they have made him more of a villain in this, but I know it's like the class critique and this whole movie is a great little bit of socialist, sort of like capitalist uh, sort of... Uh, a bit of an attack on that stuff, which I think is great. Mm. Um, but the thing I was going to say is that I think he finds, Cameron finds a lot of moments of surprising emotional depth in something that could be a lot more shallow. I'm not doing this on purpose, but anyway, he finds something. <laughs> you said, you said ballast before I know, and, and, and you I, winked at all of us uh, when you said it. <laughs> There's a lot of wind in his sails yeah, take, here. Take a bow, James Cameron. Take a bow. You know, I learnt what the bow is from the Muppets because uh, Gonzo goes, uh, Kermit goes, the front of the ship is called the bow. And Gonzo goes, did you say bow? Thank you, thank you. That's not uh, Gonzo, that's the teddy bear. Waka waka. Anyway, there's a lot of moments in this. <laughs> there's a lot of moments in this that I think are emotionally very affecting. The scene where he cuts to the old couple in bed holding hands as the water that is building. got me. And then... And, the, you know that's, and then that's the, based on fact. And then the mother tucking in the two children. Oh. And it would be so easy in a movie that I don't think had put in the effort to really show, again, the grandness of this and the, the desperation and the indignity of having to suffer because you're not a higher class person, which is a very obvious critique but I still think works in this movie. It really fucks me up. Both of those mm. things really upset me. When all of the third class passengers are trying to go up the stairs and the gate is just closed and locked and the, the Titanic workers are like, no, I'm not letting you out. Again, historically inaccurate, but very good for the So story. affecting, very so effective. just horrifying. Like the tension is just building and and then when Jack and Rose have to go through the same thing and the guy finally comes by and then he drops the keys 
the tension is just, there's no moment he lets go <laughs> there. Every single time there's a new aperture or a new avenue for them to get out, he's like, what if I could fuck with them a little bit more? A little bit more. And just him, well, when they come back, when she comes back with the axe and he's like, let's do some practice. All right, hit that same spot a second time. She completely whiffs it. He's like, all right, that's enough practice. That's enough practice. <laughs> like this is then, a good movie. When she ultimately does it, her eyes are closed. I know. And that every <laughs> single time upsets me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just goes like, and this movie could have just been her braining him with the axe and going, <laughs> I won't tell anyone that happened. <laughs> At least he died in peace. Yeah. No, but you know, love guided the axe. We all know that. That's no, fine. That's love guided the axe. But then it takes them again. Takes them twenty minutes to get from there to the to upper get out, deck, and then they get chased back down by Zane with it the gun. It takes them gun. twenty minutes there. But when they escape the car <laughs> and go to the top deck, it takes them because five seconds. They're not swimming, there's like, and there's no locked gates in front of them. Obstacles. There's the water. There's- <laughs> Everywhere. I'm a much slower swimmer than I am and, a runner. And Jim Cameron and, and boat elements. <laughs> <laughs> Smell ice, do you? You saw the trailer, right? <laughs> ice, Jim Cameron, boat. No, me? Okay. Well, um, we're just not no, no, no. You, Every you now and again. Stop. I, I think these two need to say something. No, look, I, I like the moments. Oh, again, the film gets me from where the boat starts sinking and you're seeing how tragic that is and you're watching people who have dropped to the water early and they're sitting under the boat as it's um, corking and you're like, that's coming back down and that is coming straight on top of you. You're watching bodies floating in the water all blue and frozen and and Kate's trying to grab the whistle. It's a bit like uh, it's a bit all convenient to find that whistle at the time but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, well, if you've ever been on a plane, you know all life jackets have a whistle attached. They Did do now. After Titanic. After Titanic, of course. Uh, that's pretty tragic. You know, when you, she's trying to yell for help and can't because her vocal cords are frozen over or whatever's going on, she's just exhausted. Where she doesn't go to do it for a second, where she sees the lifeboat go past yeah. and she just puts her head down and goes, I could just die here with him mm. and that would be easier. Mm. And then she decides not to. Again, I, mm. I think it's heartbreaking. I think it's yeah, a really it's, it's a good Because he, he tells her to moment. never give up. He's just like, don't give up, Rose. I, I could hear us saying this and I'm like, we sound like 14-year-olds who have just discovered poetry. Yes, and but- we're like, do you know love and glove rhyme? <laughs> give Here's me a- your love and a glove. But like this shit is beautiful because it is. it's so fundamental and it's so just, it's so it's simple themes. It's incredibly simple and yeah. blunt. And, and simplified, it knocks though. me. Just like take, you've got a good love story. It's there. Tell it in a shorter amount of time. No. Like, absolutely. So, I don't think it, it I think, I think if you do it they've shorter. They've just dragged it out for no, like, I understand social what class. Would you, what would you cut? It's just, what would I, okay, We that's need a scene where Jack gets arrested somehow and ends up locked downstairs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because that a- adds the emotional height of the third act. I are trying to get him out she of there. She has to one rescue him. Best parts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but you can do it without him being arrested and accused of stealing the diamond and all of that jazz. How? He's, how? A, he's a third-class passenger. He ends up downstairs. But if he's Fuck, not. that was easy. If he's not chained up, how is it? The how? doors are locked. No, but also it's the cause and effect of, of she, like, did he steal it? No, and then she believes him, she trusts him, she loves him, that he didn't steal it, so yeah. then she goes to rescue him. She doubts him. him. Yeah. She does, but That's then fun. overcoming it is the power in it, right? Whereas if it's just there's a locked door somewhere, I don't know if it feels yeah, like she's a, a, if she's just running around obstacle. searching, it's like, well, of course she loves him, they're meant to be together, but he's, he's poor, so he can't afford a door. 
lock, switch, key. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you know Your I mean. brain going through like, what opens a door? Uh, <laughs> a swipey wave hand. <laughs> Anyway, I think the emotional weight of of her realising that she believes that he didn't do it and then then going, because she was up, ready to go and be free. And then she goes, no, 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 I need to save Jack. That's powerful. I agree. This is some of the how do we most feel about <laughs> how do we feel this about Celine Dion's song? Obstinate stuff. I can tell that like where no one's moving here, and I get it because it, I'm not going to pretend this is not a polarizing film. Like people fucking hate this movie. I can I when know. I when I saw Sorry. it when I was eight, I did people, hate it. People hate this until until Chris and I right now. I don't know many that do. No, I know a lot of. I mean, a lot of men who hate it. It's. T- yeah. He knows a lot of people that are part of the problem is what he's saying. But like, yeah. hey, why don't you open your mind? Open your mind but, up. Um, there's a definitely a, an idea that this movie is just so big and dumb and like, you know, unnecessarily emotional and sentimental or like it just drags out and why bother? And if you're not on its wavelength, I fucking hate, hate making this point over and over again. I swear every I'm going to find, week, every I'm week. Gonna find a more elegant way to say it one day. But, mm. yeah, you just go... I think this is a very quick movie, 20 plus minutes in, to just be like, oh, no, 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 this is not working for me. And it's not going to get you back. Whereas I think if it's if it's working for you at that level, it, it does ensnare you a little bit. And I have watched it. Do you remember the first time you watched it? No, you've said five years ago. Do you remember the first time you watched it? Chris? I saw it at cinema. When you were younger. So yeah. you saw it when you were, what, probably like 12 or 13? Yep. Yeah. And you didn't enjoy it then? Uh, no. Okay. Why would you at that age? You'd be like, why? Because she threw the diamond off the ship. Yeah, that's someone's inheritance. Thanks, Grandma. Uh, Yeah, okay. The justification for that, do we have any justification? Because I. (laughs) Sorry. Because I asked Luna. I just find that to be a very fun criticism of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's someone's inheritance. Imagine Chris at 12 years old watches it three hours in. He's like, I love it. I love it. Yes, I love Jack and Rose. And then gets the ending. She threed the. She threw the diamond. Throws his popcorn, leaves the cinema. For such a historically historically accurate film, there's a lot of like things that uh, are happening that shouldn't be happening. You pour through IMDb trivia and goofs and all that crap and. It's full of shit that's just like... There's not that much that's wrong with a, it. There's a bit. It feels The mention of Freud is one. Yeah, yeah. And even Picasso, who was not... No, really. Picasso is already famous. But he was not... The, one, there were no Picasso paintings on that boat. Two, he was not a hugely well-known person. In yeah, but that's, what, that's why Rose is so cultured and cool. I see. You and know what I mean? She's the like... Mademoiselle like, the painting that she has is the one that would have been available at that time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Duh. When... <laughs> So was it a charcoal drawing? The one that he does of mm. her. A, a grey lead pencil. Is it? No, I don't know. No, is it a charcoal it's, drawing? It's a to be. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> or not to be. <laughs> I'm sure there's an explanation, but surely that would not have held It survived integrity. in the safe. Yeah, that's questionable. The leather um, compartment they put it in said mm. on the front like, oh, this is good. <laughs> so, but like, in so much- like, and when well, they're restoring it, they're hosing the fucking yeah, thing yeah, down yeah. as well. The but leather, if, the leather if you, thing really. If you do go down to the wreck now, so much of what has survived is ceramic or leather shoes. Yep. That's it. All the, the clothes, everything is gone. All the personables and all the items that are laid out in front of her to look at, the old woman at the end, none of that. 
would be in the condition that it's in. Maybe the, the pocket yeah, mirrors the, and stuff. The steel stuff. Yeah. Steel and glass would be fine. The mirror, the bit that I find the funniest with that definitely is just that she the goes like- The reflection has changed. Oh, she just goes, it looks the same as it always did. I'm like, well, then that was a shitty mirror. That doesn't look very good. <laughs> that was cracked. always cracked. It's got a barnacle on the back of it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but look. No, but the paper drawing in the safe is is a stretch. Yeah, sort of go, oh, maybe the safe was sealed. I- I love the framing device of this movie and I know it's so easy to shit on and find cheesy and we talk about, we talked about with a league of their own, the framing device of like, oh, they're old women, here's the actual story and here they are Mm. in the present Mm. day. And, yeah, I just, there are so few movies of this scale that I can think of that use it as well as this does. I just don't think it because the final scene of her sleeping and then her vision, whether she's dying or whether it's just her dream where she's walking back through the foyer of the Titanic. That's perfect ending, bursts into tears, tears every time. Tears it's beautiful, every time. Beautiful. And I don't yeah, know but why. It, it comes after um, she throws the diamond <laughs> off the ship. <laughs> okay, Chris, I get it. It's why expensive. don't you love? <laughs> she, doesn't care, she doesn't care about money or material things. Bill Paxton does. What's, yeah, what's the and subject? they could have a but lovely life no, with her granddaughter seen, because you, they're falling in love just like she did. It bookends, but you, no, she throws the fucking diamond <laughs> off the ship. Chris, have you seen the alternate ending? We have to talk about the alternate ending. The alternate ending, which is cheesy and bad, but it gives the clarification of she throws... So they catch her. She's climbing up on the rail before she throws it off. The daughter and Bill Paxton go, oh, shit, grandma, and they run down and they stop her. And she turns around and Bill Paxton sees the heart of the diamond. Don't the take the one more step. Which is what she says. He what she snatches says. it and pushes her over. Yes. That's it. And then the movie ends. Bill Paxton <laughs> has the diamond and he's happy and rich. Too. No. So then she's, how does it happen? She because says then, to him like. Uh, don't come any closer. Don't come any closer. I'll put it in the, the ocean. You know, unless you marry me, Sonny Jim. And he's like, I guess so better. And then they end up getting on it. Um, Then she goes, like, it belongs in the sea. And he's like, can I just hold it once? And she puts it in his hand. She's like, you only care about material possession, but life is the most valuable. Oh, my God. That's what you should care about. And then she throws the diamond. I'm not kidding. And then she throws the the diamond into the ocean and the bearded guy goes, that really sucks, lady. (laughs) (laughs) Which is my favourite line that's not in the movie. Donald Log. That's Donald Log. Donald Donald Log, yeah. And then Bill Paxton starts cackling and looking up at the night sky and then he turns to the granddaughter and goes, would you dance with me? And they dance. And the movie, ends. which so let's let's that's the scene that could have ended this movie. Let's put it in because that was what they went to test audiences with, and they went no, because it's terribly written. But the point I think you take oh, away that's from it terribly written. Ah, okay, <laughs> so where there's smoke, there's fire, Frank. Huh? What? This is about so, water. <laughs> obviously, the lesson is that material things don't matter. It's about the journey. It's about love. Are so, you sure? No, I'm not sure. That's how I feel about just, it. If y'all know about an iceberg, send out a message. Let someone know. That's the message. That's the message. That's the movie. But they didn't know about the iceberg until it was too close. Because old mate can smell it. Smell ice, do you? Isn't there theories Bleeding on that? Wasn't there like they got a warning or something like that? No, no it's, they it's, said it's, it's, it's cold water. Of course, there's going to be icebergs. It's like... 
But it was also a very still night so they didn't get any splashback on the iceberg. So normally they could look at the water and they could see some sort of thing happening with an obstruction and see, but because it was such a still night, nothing. Also apparently it was a particularly dark night. They've even re-shot the scene of uh, Kate Winslet looking up at the night sky when she's on the door because of all fucking people, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you guys know the, like, mm. astrophysicist, yeah. was like, that's not what it would have looked like. And James, James Cameron called him and was like, how would it have fucking looked then? And he told him and that's the new shot they've put in the movie in the remaster. Really? Of the actual night sky, how it would have been that night. Underneath that point. But apparently it would have been incredibly dark. There are all these historical things that are stacked against the Titanic. I have a question. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Don't say that. <laughs> I have a question because I think it's the biggest mystery in the film, definitely. Why? Where is Fabrizio from? Italy. It- Italia. How do you know? It's going to America. Because he's Hansi. Oh, I missed that bit about that's the sorry. That's the Jim Cameron being subtle. That's where the Oscar should have gone. It's where the where the funnel is falling on him. Mamma mia! That's a spicy victor Oh my god. He's hysterical. Everything he's so he funny. says is a jacka, maybe mamma donna mamma. She make it the pasta. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, but let's go get on that boat. Jeez. Run right. Fabrizio. Tuck Fabrizio. Let's swim Fabrizio. <laughs> is anyone throwing in any pals? 2.5. No, we not oh, Come on. Man. Okay, that's sad to hear. She threw the diamond <laughs> into the water. Chris, you're money obsessed. You need to get your own diamonds. I, uh, and your diamonds will be stories oh, yeah. you can regale us with. Um, I'll sit on a 3.9. I'm not moving. I just well can't. Then, I couldn't. I cannot. I think I we could not. tell from the very start of this how yeah. we all we're started all as, this with our arms crossed. <laughs> across us like we're all as stubborn as the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going. <laughs> so yeah. that's fun. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a 10. I think this is a brilliant movie. It's a wow. brilliant movie. I'm going to stay where I was. It was eight point something, but... How do you sleep at night? On a big pile of money. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you bet you your Billy Zane impression? Wolf. Yes, that's my Billy Zane. It was perfect. I hope you all enjoyed our time together. I have a child. <laughs> <laughs> Through in the Thanks for coming on this journey with us. Voyage. A maiden one, as it were. Oh, but we didn't make it all the way through. No. So we have another hour to go. Hey. Part two of Titanic so I can't even coming soon. After that. I'm out. I'm soft. My favourite thing is just how steady we're going. Steady as she goes. Wait, wait. What's that in the distance? Oh, my God. It's a fishy blast.